You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Studio. Everything basement-y. Oh, yeah. Since 1992, serving Calgary in southern Alberta. Uh, later on in the show, where's my lineup here? Such a professional. George. Uh, the Jacob Markstrom. We have no- someone from Toronto on the line. Could I you know, clean your know, act up? Know, my goodness. I know. George Richards, Florida Panthers beat writer. Florida Sports Now at the bottom of the hour. We'll ask him about Matthew Kachuk. And uh, how much juice do you think is going to be in that game tomorrow afternoon? And Jeff Davison. CEO of the Calgary Prostate Cancer Center and former Calgary City Councilor in studio. Uh, great cause, and uh, we'll ask him about the arena. And uh, later on in the show, yep. uh, we're going to morph into a bit of a World Cup preview. Woo! Woo! Like 8.15-ish, our man Tommy Wilden Jr., Calvary FC manager in studio. We're going to have a World Cup draw. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to have a lot of fun with You Tommy. know I've been thinking about over the last hour? I'm going to be much more invested in the World Cup after today. Because we have a bet on it? Because we have a bet on yeah, it. Yeah, because what did I tell you? Betting makes everything better. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and those Jacob Markstrom numbers, straight ahead too. I'm going to give you some numbers on Jacob Markstrom. Uh-huh. But uh, on the line right now, I don't know what happened. Uh, he's um, the co-host of the Fan Morning Show in Toronto. Uh, Justin Cuthbert joins us. Uh, Ailish can do it. Justin, how are you? Uh, boys, I'm I'm pretty good. I don't know why you bought the peacemaker on though. I'm uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm trying to keep uh, radio station <laughs> You're like, side here. Yeah, Ailish is waging war. Right. Uh, so I I don't know. I don't know if we want peacemaker, so, but uh, I'm here. Let's, let's let's do this. So but. you're the United Nations. You're the Switzerland mm. of this deal yeah, here. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. want to be safe and friendly. We don't know what happened. Hey, we were hearing you guys crystal clear, and then something just died in the middle of it. Yeah, we have no idea what happened either. I think we're still trying to figure that out behind the scenes here. Uh, but I know we were live in Calgary for a little you bit. Were. There. I don't know. Yeah. We we yeah. cut out we cut out at a certain point there for a little while. So we we're trying to fit all the Calgary Flames shade in as as much as we okay, could there. Good. Uh, good. And and we mentioned that you know we thought after you guys took the first shot yesterday that we would try to fade the the Flames in our in our parlays. As you mentioned, gambling makes everything better. So mm-hmm. uh, we were pretty successful last night with a, okay. with a pretty tough loss in Tampa Bay. Uh, it was too bad the Leafs also lost to the Devils. Um, just throwing One that point, in there though. too. We'll, we'll got one point. Okay, so yeah, it's, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, so this is what happened. Uh, I was I was in the midst of explaining this yesterday, uh, well, well earlier, and then things just died. So what happened was we were on a remote um, for the uh, Calgary Hospital Lottery uh, deadline mm-hmm. tonight at midnight. Two point seven million dollar grand over twenty five hundred great prizes. Yeah. And make sure you grab the fifty fifty in the Incredible. cash calendar as 50/50 well. Fifty fifty over two point three million dollars. So uh, we were on location yesterday, Justin. And I had my laptop with me, uh, which still contains uh, the 590-590 text line. Right. So what happened was I said, as to have some fun, I go, hey, if you want to, Calgary listeners, if you're bored, shoot 590-590 a text on what would possibly be the worst Maple Leafs victory song. Because we did that here in Calgary. When the Flames win, we're going to come in the next day with that specific song. So we go, hey, we did that this week on our show why don't we, you know, one of our listeners send some suggestions over your way. And as our listeners uh, usually do, Justin, uh, they're dogs like they on a bone. Yeah. They, they yeah. sent relentless text messages. I actually counted at one time. There was 23 consecutive 403 numbers on your text line. <laughs> 
Well, it, it, I mean, it completely derailed uh, our show for a little bit there. It's lucky. <laughs> yes. Lucky that we went yeah. to break within like three minutes because I was just talking, rambling on about whatever I was rambling on about. And Ailish completely, I can tell when she's not listening to me. Like, yeah. it's very, very obvious when she has no, yeah. no real interest in what I'm saying. And right. she was just staring at the text line, yeah. watching these, you know, these, uh, these text messages come in. And she just started smiling. She thought it was the funniest thing ever and really had no interest in what I was saying. So I think I repeated myself a couple of times. Yeah. And then she was trying to explain what was happening. But she was, she loved it. Uh, she wanted to start a war. She's really, I mean, you kind of like, you put the like the incendiary uh, material there, but mm-hmm. she wanted to torch it. She wanted yeah. to start the yeah. fire. So uh, I think she sent some stuff back the other way. I don't know if our uh, we flooded your text line like uh, like you did to ours, uh, but we're the plan was to just wait around, wait in the shadows, and figure yep. out when's the best time to strike. And I and I feel like we can uh, we can derail your show at some point. We'll just have to figure out when and where the best case scenario for us. Okay, uh, I do enjoy that, but I will say because uh, we have I have access to both. Mm-hmm. Text lines. Um, don't mess with Calgary listeners. No. Like I, I, this is what I've learned nah. here, Justin. There's times during our show, and I am not kidding you. We have over 200 text messages we get during a show. It is insane what our listeners how engaged they are with our show. People love the text line. They love people love, people the, text love the text. Kids love the text. It only, it only really gets crazy when I have like uh, like a bad non-sports take. Like I made fun of horses yesterday. Like I, I, I called them horses. I called them like a real one-note athlete in terms of animals. Like they only do one thing well, which is run in a straight line. Uh, so I took some serious heat for that. Uh, I don't know why horses came up, but but they did, and people came to the defense of horses. So yeah, the text line when you when you hit the right note. It yep. really goes yeah. crazy here, and I guess you guys just have that much power where you can just snap your fingers yep. and and they'll come after us. But I will like, do you do you miss Texty McTexerson? Did he make his way to Calgary as well? Um, I uh, I, I appreciate that you did that. Uh, uh, my co-host Matt Rose is looking at me. Uh, Texty McTexerson, yeah, is the uh, text reading robot in Toronto. I left oh. him in Toronto, but I did okay, bring did over I did bring over uh, his uh, cousin. Uh, melancholy Malcolm and Fanny's here too. Yeah, Fanny's here too from Dragon's <laughs> oh, Fanny Breath. Fanny did go. Yeah, Fanny, Fanny did, did make okay. the trip across the country. So what happened to Texty? Like, why, he's still why in Toronto. He he's 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 waiting to to be called upon one more time. I think you're going back okay. this weekend. See if you yeah, can find him. Well, pull him. Pull him out of a ditch or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm home this weekend, but uh, yeah, we have uh, his cousin Melancholy Malcolm, uh, and he reads uh, sad fan tweets uh, from Canadian fan bases in an English accent. So it's kind of something okay. we like to do here. Uh, well, at least one member of the family got out there. It, it's true, yeah. uh, related. So, uh, Justin, thanks for being great sports. Uh, eventually, we want to have Ayla Sean again. Uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll shoot a uh, another like North Korean test missile into the Japanese sea or something <laughs> at you guys to see if uh, that flies wow, again. A little real reference. For yeah, a- anytime. And hey, we'll, we'll we'll get the we'll get the text sorted out, and we okay. can do maybe a little collab at some point. We. I think December tenth, Calgary's in uh, in Toronto. Maybe okay. December 9th, we can uh, co-collab right. in the eight thirty, six thirty hour. I think we, that sounds about right. Uh, we welcome any challenges here to our mm-hmm. text line from people in Toronto who I know well and and appreciate and love all our listeners all the way out there in Toronto. But uh, be careful. It's like the old Mike Tyson quote: "Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face." And <laughs> yeah. our listeners will punch you in the face because they are relentless dogs. Uh, Justin, co-host of the Fan Morning Show. Keep up the great work, pal. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, fellas. You too. There you go. That was fun. No, I like I again, not because we're here and I, I don't want to, you know, stroke the ego of our listeners too much. I do. So go ahead. Yeah, they're great. Um, they literally. 
flooded the 590, yeah. 590 text line yesterday. Like, you and, overwhelmed it. And it was hilarious. Yeah. The text, not, the, it wasn't just quality or quantity. It yeah. was quality. It was. The, you, you got, you the had recommendations some great, were hilarious. It was great. A lot of Justin Bieber. Yeah. Um, Baby Murray, came up a lot. <laughs> and Anne Murray's song came up. Everyone Bites the Dust was one. Yeah. Uh, Beck Loser was a popular that one. was a very popular one. That was a little low-hanging fruit. But still. But you know what? Yeah. Still counts. And again, I look forward to another battle uh, with our with our friends in Toronto, Ailish. It's much of a battle. It's more Justin. of an invasion. And it's kind I, of one-sided. Maybe maybe Ailish was a little afraid to jump on. Oh, oh, just oh, want to... Oh, Whoa! Just want to uh, listen. You know what it is. Whoa! You know what? Have you ever seen the movie Gladiator? Yeah. You sure, know the sure. part. You know the part in Gladiator when they're about to get into the rain, uh, to the Coliseum with all the lions. Yeah. And the one guy pees himself in yeah. front of Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe just looks at him disgusted. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened here. Because <laughs> once you get into the Coliseum with what the lions, it? that is this radio station and our listeners with the text line. So what are we? In, are I don't we know. the lions? Is Justin Cuff? Russell Crowe? I don't know. It was just scary. That's what it was. And I don't blame you for not jumping into the lion's den here in yeah. Calgary. But yeah, I, our listeners welcome that challenge when the Flames and Leafs are going to get together. Sharp teeth. Ravenous. Yeah. yeah. Sharp um, claws. Good, good at fighting. Uh, George Richards, Florida Panthers beat writer at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> Tee up the Panthers-Flames side of uh, the game tomorrow afternoon, uh, the Matthew Kachuk game. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of juice. Won't be the same like it will be here. Unless Kachuk gets suspended, which potentially could be a possibility. We don't know. Uh, he could miss this game, but at and least... It's it's not going to be the same as the Johnny Gaudreau game. I think that... The, the, you you don't of, think so? A lot of, well, a lot of people are a lot more sour on Johnny Gaudreau than Matthew Kachuk here because the general okay, idea but, is that Matthew Kachuk did the Flames a favor by by letting them facilitate this trade. Okay. All right, that's fair. But it's still like... It's still going to be... It's okay, still so, not going to be good. Okay, so I can, don't, can I put it... Can I put it this way then? If yeah, you, let's do another analogy and try and figure you know, out where everyone fits. You know, I'm really good at these analogies. Metaphors and similes and Very stuff. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Johnny Goudreau's like your ex sure, who broke up with you and you're really sour about it. Yeah. And Matthew Kachuk is like your ex's sister? Um, No. Okay. No, I tried. that's not it. Okay. That's not it. Well, how would you, how would you, uh, how would you it's phrase like, it? It's like your ex that... Was like, yeah, I would love to go to Cabo, and then like the week before going to Cabo is like, yeah, no, we're breaking up, and and you're paying the bill, and then Matthew Kachuk is like your ex that you just you just grew apart, and it was time. I don't know. That might. I think no, it's closer that... to being right than yours. Are you sure? I, I don't know. We can okay pull the general population, but no, we, we kind of let's not on, pull the I general think. population okay, okay, on that great. one. I tried. Um, uh, Jacob Marks from Numbers. Flames lose 4-1 last night. Uh, Flames get it to with a goal on the power play. Literally 10 seconds later, Markstrom lets in a muffin from the blue line. Like, he has to have that. It's it's wild because, like, I talked about the, the heat map and, and the Bolts are doing everything in front of the net, all of their opportunities, and then they have one shot that is unequivocally the farthest shot from the net that they had all game long. Yep. And it beats Markstrom. Uh, you guys ready for some... Producer Patrick Dumas, you ready for some numbers too here? Let's go. On Jacob Markstrom. So the good people at Sportsnet Stats do a fantastic job of digging up numbers. I was wondering here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, was there a second half regression 
with Jacob Markstrom in his numbers. Did that actually happen here in Calgary? So I wanted a pretty big sample size of what's going on with Jacob Markstrom. So since the start of last season, mm-hmm. and I picked March 1st as a date before the playoffs. Okay. Markstrom played 42 games. He was 25-11-5, 210 goals against, 927 save percentage. Well, that's a pretty good goaltender. Those are great numbers. Those are fantastic numbers. Those are elite numbers. Now, since March 1st of this year, do you think he's dipped? Since March Including the postseason. Yes, without a doubt. Here's his numbers. Regular season, postseason. That was in 42 starts, those good numbers. In 46 starts, he's only two games above 500. 23, 15, and 6. Okay. Yeah, you got that? 23, 15, and 6. Yeah. I just yeah. hate the way they do the standing. Like, you lose a lose. It should be like yeah, lost. No, I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. You're, he, he lost. Batman shoot 500. Up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, now, here, here's here's a big number here. And I know, yeah, you can tell me about expected goals or whatever. But this is a big number. 277 goals against. He's .67 more goals a game since March 1st. That's a that's a big, big number. That's a large leap. More it, than half a goal a game more. That's a Jack Campbell-esque leap. It is. Does that, does that number surprise you, Patty Dumont? A little bit. But, I mean, it, it, that Oilers series the definitely Oilers series. Uh, t- tied into that for sure. And, I mean, the start of this year, I mean, there's there's four or five goals against in many of these games. Yeah, I totally, and, totally, and yeah. Save percentage went from 927 in 42 starts up until March 1st of this year. From March 1st till now, now including last night, his save percentage is just 902. Just a shade above the Mendoza line. When it comes to goaltending, so anything I, below nine is bad goaltending in the NHL. Yeah. You need to have a goaltender who's above nine. Markstrom is barely above the Mendoza line when it comes to goaltending. You you can, again, I talked about it during the show. I think he was fantastic last night outside of that brain fart where he lets in that terrible goal that can't go in that ultimately broke the backs of the flames last night. But if you look at his last 46 starts, his goals against is more than a half a goal a game, and his save percentage is down 25 points. Those are big, big gaps in numbers. Well, this year in itself, it's felt like he's a lot more susceptible, a lot more... There's been more instances where a goal goes in and you go, that's a bad goal. Whereas typically How much is to beat Jacob in front of him? to beat Jacob Markstrom last year, right? You had to you had to beat Jacob Markstrom. There has been instances this year and in key moments as well where there's a goal that beats him and you just go, "That's that's not you can't you can't let that in, especially when you're a guy who's coming off a borderline Vesna caliber season." And goalies are volatile to say the least. Connor Hellebuck. Had an awful season last year, and he is arguably the best goaltender in the entire NHL right now. Mm-hmm. Is that system? Is that players in front of him? Is that Connor Hellebuck? Like these, you got to really take a, a, a magnifying glass and look at it. But I think that for the Flames and for Jacob Marsham's numbers, it's a bit of both. The Flames are giving up more. Yep. Now, granted, like you look at the Tampa game, the shot total isn't high. 
but they're all grade A chances. Quality chances. And it's been that case for a lot yeah. of this season where the Flames will constantly outshoot their opponent, but they might not have as many great chances. And Jacob but, Markstrom's forced to make a lot of big ones. 0.67 more goals against in 42 games is a lot. Uh-huh. That's a big number. And I think the biggest thing that can be said for that as far as, okay, what happens is he's got to find his game. I don't necessarily feel like Dan Vladar is a full-time starter in the NHL right now. That's not a better option than Jacob Markstrom. I I would make that argument every day of the week. Dustin Wolf, I would really prefer to see him continue to play in the AHL until he is really just absolutely primed and ready to go. Okay, but outside of injury, you're not going to see Dustin Wolf up here. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, and like, J- and and Jacob Markstrom's a top five goaltender in the NHL. They just gave Ladar an extension. Exactly. Like y- yeah. this is what you have. He just has to play better. Yeah. Like I don't I, I don't think that there's much more. Like there's no Again, there's no roster move. There's no transaction. There's nothing that you can do. Forty two games is a big sample. Yeah, that's a big sample size. Uh, and it, you know what? It's cr- like. You can say, well, look at the Edmonton series. That really depleted his numbers. Well, look at the Dallas series. His numbers were great in the Dallas series. He yep. was arguably well, the best goaltender, the second best goaltender in the first round of the playoffs behind right. Jake Ottinger. Of course. So I don't know. Like, I, I would agree. The numbers have dipped. And this season, this season, there's just been instances where goals go in and you go, that we're not used to seeing that from Jacob Markstrom. It's an issue right now. And, and the numbers, the numbers show it. Yeah, a hundred percent. They're a, a proper reflection, and and you need your six million dollar goaltender to steal you some games, mm-hmm. especially when you're slumping. Well, and he did, but again, that, like you could ar- you could argue that Jets game, like, like did if, he steal you that game? Uh, he he was the first star of that contest, right? If you could just go back and and watch last night, King's put together all those point blank saves he made to keep the Flames in the game, you'd be like, what a Jacob Markstrom game! But no all one's... we're talking about is the muffin he let in. Well, no one's talking about the Myers goal if they're down five one at that point, right? But the the, num- n- the numbers like, aren't much good. like ball don't lie, numbers don't lie. So he's his save percentage is down twenty five points. And his goals against is up 0.67. That's a lot. That is a lot for a guy that you need to be an elite goaltender in this league. All right, straight ahead, uh, George Richards, Florida Panthers beat writer, Florida Sports Now, will join us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, tee up the, the Panthers. How do they look with Matthew Kachuk? Is there going to be a lot of juice in that building? Um, what You think a lot of Flames fans made the trip? Are we going to see a lot of Flames fans in in down sunrise in, down in Sunrise? I, I doubt it. No. Why would we? No. Like Because that's the Habs always there, play the Panthers but... in December, Christmas time, and the Habs just flock to those two. Uh, that's Arizona here, though. Okay. Arizona and Vegas would be more of that that ilk. Florida's a ways away. It is. It's a far plane ride compared to Vegas. Arizona and Vegas are really cool, too. It's like two and a half hours. And especially and it's now. essentially the, the same thing, and I'd probably rather be in Vegas than Florida. Florida, Florida, the free state of Florida. Yeah, good. Um, don't, don't you forget it. And uh, Jeff Davidson, CEO of Calgary Prostate Cancer <laughs> Center, former Calgary City Council, will join us in studio. Lots to do, and Tommy Wilden Jr. later on in studio. We have two guests today. What is happening? Usually, like they don't like to expose us to people because you and I are such gremlins. But uh, today we have guests in the show, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to talk some World Cup. Are you saying I should clean up my space? No. Uh, maybe. 
maybe a little bit. Okay, I'll clean up the space. Oh, and, and we're, we'll we'll mix in a soccer for simpletons too. I think. I think we'll do that at the end of this hour. Yeah, we're gonna learn about review. Yeah, videos. Var. Var. V a r. Yeah, and why everybody loves it. Um, by the huh. way, a couple of people on the text line nice. like my Patty Johnny Goudreau. That's a good joke. It's a soccer joke for Not everybody. Uh, Football. A couple guys on the text line like my Johnny Goudreau's your ex. I like know. Matthew Kachuk's okay. like his sister. Fine. I concede. Whatever. Thank you. Whatever. Big show. Rustic and Rose. Good. Sports at 960. George wins again. Uh. You're listening to The Big Show with Rusick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Show Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems Studio. Later on this hour, Jeff Davison, CEO of the Calgary Prostate Center, former Calgary City Councilor, will join us. We have two guests today in studio. Like, what did we do to? Are they? Do they? Do they bring us coffee or something? Or no? I think everyone just wants to see your face before you leave. Really? They're gonna miss me. Want to get a quick look? I have yet to uh, get a text from our listeners. I'm glad you're leaving for a week, George. I'm I'm a little disappointed. Get out of here, idiot. Yeah, come on, guys. Step your game up. Yeah. Uh, I'm off for Tell a week to after beat today. In, in beat kick, it. kick rocks. It's a very Alberta thing, too. Beat it. Beat it, bud. Um, I prefer the, show, uh, the song by Michael Jackson. Uh, Tommy Wilden Jr., it. Calgary FC manager in studio. A lot of World Cup talk. Coming up, we're Fire. gonna have a World Cup draft between the five of us. You got the balls? I I do. I got some foam balls. Foam balls. Uh, but right now, Flames <laughs> off until uh, they play the Panthers tomorrow afternoon. Matthew Kachuk game. Here we go uh, to talk about those Florida Panthers. George Richards covers the Panthers for Florida Sports Now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. George, good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. What's going on? Uh, you, you know, talking some flames, heartbreaking loss last night in Tampa Bay against the Lightning. How much yep. juice is going to be in that arena tomorrow as Matthew Kachuk is playing his former team? Uh... <laughs> none? I don't know. It's I okay mean, to say none, George. That's I, I, fine. I don't know. I, I, it's a 4 o'clock game on a Saturday. I, I, don't, I don't know why this game is at 4 o'clock. I, I know it's probably for television reasons, but... Um, it's supposed to be like the the best day of the year tomorrow, and you know there's going to be a hockey game in November. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think a lot of people are excited to see Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger come back. Absolutely. I mean, I think this is a game that a lot of people circled um, when they saw, you know, when the trade went down, when the schedule came out, all that stuff. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what's going on. Both teams, you know, both. You know, they're not the teams we thought they were going to be, at least not right now. They're both struggling a little bit. So we'll see what happens, but there should be a lot of energy on the ice anyway. How fired up do you think Matthew Kachuk is for this one? Because I I, I know that uh, even his game against the L.A. Kings and his old rivalry, Drew Doughty, was right back at it when uh, Florida came through the west western uh, coast earlier this season. Yeah. Um, he got into a little bit with Edmonton, not as much as we thought, yeah. but you know, he, you know, he was still pretty feisty. Um, I think he's going to be excited. I mean, that that's, you know, Calgary, you know, was his hockey home and, and, and we're, we're hearing stories that there were talks about a long-term deal being, you know, talked about a couple years ago and whatever didn't work out. 
Um, I think the bigger deal for Matthew will be when they go to Calgary, right? Uh, mm. when, when, when Florida is there in a couple weeks, uh, November 29th, the Panthers are at Calgary. Um, I, I think that'll be a bigger deal for Matthew than having Calgary come here. Um, I think this is more the, the, the Huberto and, and, and Uyghur story tomorrow, just because it's back here. Um, and then, you know, Matthew gets his deal um, in a couple weeks. I do. We definitely want to talk about the legacy of Huberto and Uyghur in Florida uh, in, in just a moment here, but First, a thought on Matthew Kachuk's season. 22 points in 15 games, six of those points yeah. are goals. Who's he been playing with? And obviously, returns are good to start. Yeah, I mean, and he's he's played well with everybody he's played with. I mean, they started him with Sam Bennett, and, 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 and Benny couldn't get going, and they started moving things around. They put uh, Matthew with Sasha Barkov and Carter Verhage, and that line's been very good, and um, last night it was uh, the Strain and um, who who was really getting going with with Kachuk. So Paul Maurice definitely has his options because you know Matthew seems to be at least right now um, a player that's just you know driving his own line with with, with whoever it is. Now you want him with Barkov. I think that's the the, the star that, that you want to see the two the two stars align here with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. But if you can spread things out kind of like the Panthers did with, with Huberdeau and Barkov the past couple of years, they didn't play together except on the power play. Uh, more in desperation times if they were down in a game or something. Um, you know, spread the wealth out a little bit, but um yeah, I mean it's it's been good. He, he, it's been a seamless transition for him. I mean, I'm the, from day one, he's walked in here and he's you know a point, two points, whatever, three points a night. Uh, it, it, he's he's been good. George, how much was that trade about the Panthers being tougher to play against in the postseason? I think it was a lot of it had to do with that. I think that you saw the Panthers kind of shrivel up in that second round series against Tampa. It Something that they didn't do, you know, it was such a disappointment for Florida because they played Tampa Bay so well the year before in the playoffs and played Tampa well in the regular season. Then you get to the playoffs, I mean, they were a shell of themselves. I mean, the the open ice disappeared and they did nothing to to, to counter it. Um, I I think that it also happened, you know, that that, that Jonathan Huberto was in the middle of contract, you know, that he needed a contract. Um, a player of Matthew Kachuk's abilities and skill set suddenly came onto the market. And I, I think that, that, that Florida was like, oh, my God, this guy's available. we got to go get him. And, and, and you factor in that, you know, maybe Jonathan Huberto, well, I'm not saying maybe because they got it from Calgary, asking for an eight-year deal that Florida did not want to commit to. Um, I, I think it was just kind of a perfect storm of, of, of a situation. and. Um, and Kachuk gives you that toughness, right? If he's not scoring goals, you still notice him on the ice. He's still doing something, uh, something else. And, and I think he's, he's had, had an impact so far. You mentioned fans are going to be excited to see the return of Jonathan Huberdeau. Uh, what, what is that going to be like? What type of video are we expecting as uh, it was a long time that uh, number 11 skated around down there in Sunrise? Oh, absolutely. He's the franchise's all-time leading scorer. Um, you know, I covered him since he was drafted uh, third overall back in uh, 2011. Um, 
listen, he, he meant a lot. People, people down here absolutely love Jonathan Huberdeau for good reason. He was a terrific, terrific player, terrific person in the community. Um, you know, he's just a good, good all around guy. Always had, always took the time for the community events. The Panthers never had to ask him twice for anything. Um, you know, he would, you know, he, he brought his sister here, you know, she would sing the national anthem when, when the Canadian teams would be in town. And I asked the Panthers if, if Yossian was, was, was singing tomorrow and they laugh. Well, if she wants to, she can sure. Um, hmm. But I, I don't know how Jonathan's going to handle it. Right. Cause I, I think he was uh, pretty shocked, maybe a little ticked when everything went down. He's not having the best of seasons to start off. I know he's not having the season that he would like to have. So um, I think he would just like to kind of get this one over with, but you know, maybe this is the kind of spark that he needs. Um, he's always played well in this building and um, maybe some familiar environs will uh, help get him in the gear. How underrated is his competitiveness? It's pretty underrated because I think you saw two years ago when the Panthers lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, Jonathan Huberto um, was steaming mad. I mean, he was just, you know, the the, the competitive fire in him, um, it, it burns pretty good. And I think it frustrates him sometimes if things aren't going right. And that's one of the things that I, I think the Panthers were hoping he would work on over the years. And, and it wasn't like a big concern or anything like that. But he is a guy that, that, that grips his stick too tight because he is so – you know, and if things aren't going right, he just, you know, it just doesn't, it's just not working. And, and, and he, he, he makes it bigger than it is. And so that's why I'm thinking, you know, maybe tomorrow, once, once Hubie gets going, it's going to be a train. So, you know, it'll, it'll get going. Man, what about the situation between the pipes? You've got a $10 million goalie in Sergei Bobrovsky, and you've got a young stud who looks like he's already ready to almost take on a starter's role. Yeah, no, no, Spencer Knight. I, I think the second half of last year, Spencer Knight shown, showed that at 20 years old, he could be a starter in the NHL and probably deserved that chance. Um, but wouldn't get, you know, the Panthers are, hey, man, we're developing this kid. Everything's cool. Um, you've got Sergei Bobrovsky, the uh, – the, the the cagey old veteran, if you will, I mean, he probably wouldn't describe himself that way. The guy's an absolute fitness maniac, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, when you have games like last night where Florida falls behind 4 nothing and they're booed off the ice and then Spencer Knight rolls onto the ice to start the second and it's a standing ovation. When, and you know, Knight would have given up four goals in that first period. Florida was so, so porous defensively in that, in that first period. It was just, just, just horrific uh, on their end. Um, I don't know. We got some, we got some things cooking down here and, and, and it, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to end. Um, Flores management, there's really nothing they can do. You've got another, at least one more year with Sergey Bobrovsky. He's got a seven year deal. Yes. But the way it was structured would be a five year, you know, five years and perhaps it's easier to get out of. Um, the uh, the no trade goes away after next season. It becomes a modified. Um, a lot of the real cash will have already been paid, um, so it would be a lot easier for a team to take that on. The cap hit is still going to be stuck at ten, um, but you know we'll see what happens. But Spencer Knight is absolutely a fantastic young goalie. 
But I still th- still think that Sergey Bobrovsky's fine, and it's good to have both of them. And, and that's how the Panthers are using them. Panthers are going to be cycling through the two goalies. I expect Spencer to play tomorrow against Calgary. But, um, you know, when the Panthers, you know, come back from, you know, he'll play into night, uh, Bob will play in Columbus, and then we'll see where that goes. George Richards, Florida Panthers beat writer, Florida Sports Now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, I guess, hotline. Florida like- Hockey Now. Sorry, Florida, Florida hockey. hockey now. Um, I apologize. Enjoy That's that. Right. Enjoy that afternoon start uh, tomorrow in sunrise. Okay, thanks for this, George. It's going to be hard to get off the beach tomorrow, but I'll be. There. All right. Okay. First world problems. All right. Thanks, George. All right. Bye bye. All right. That felt like a brag. It does. No, I got too much money in my bank account. <laughs> I got too many Victoria's Secret models <laughs> texting me. What a tough life. George Richards was on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner for takeout or delivery. Call 403-248-3344 or dine in at Atlas Pizza, 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Uh, Straight ahead, well, later on in the program, uh, Cavalry FC manager Tommy Wielden Jr. will join us in studio. We're going to do a World Cup draw. We'll talk about all the groups. I will have a little bit of fun with Tommy, who, by the way, is a very handsome individual. Uh, sticking to that theme of handsome individuals uh, joining us uh, in studio, uh, he was named the CEO of the Calgary Prostate Center. Uh, Jeff Davidson, CEO of the Calgary Prostate Center and former Calgary City Councilor, joining us in studio right here. Jeff, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? Uh, we're great. Uh, thanks for jumping in today. Uh, the goal is to raise $200,000. You guys are currently over just over $140,000, and the whole goal of this campaign is to keep it local. How important Mm. is it to you and the organization is that let's keep these funds in this province to help the men of Alberta? It's incredibly important. When you think about, you know, Movember is a, it's a fantastic movement, right? It's, uh, It's really brought awareness to men's health in general. Unfortunately, a lot of the money that you donate in that cause goes to Australia, and it's divvied out from there. What we're trying to do is, is wait, highlight. Wait, it goes to Australia? Yeah, it's an Australian group that puts it on. So it's uh, groups like us then have to apply for research dollars, and you know that, that becomes challenging. So um, we, uh, we ask people to keep it in Alberta. The whole goal with Keep It in Alberta is that the Prostate Cancer Center here for men's health is, is very unique. It's one of the only facilities globally that does the wraparound care service that we do. And so that's where, you know, Alberta yet again has a facility that we want to highlight and keep that money here. Now, when you're talking about the wraparound type of service, what does that include? Who does that affect? Why is that something that is important to have here locally? Yeah, so we know right now in Alberta, one in six men will face prostate cancer in their life. You know, I used to think before I joined this organization, it was an old white guy thing. And it's not. It's, it's an everybody thing. It's your dad. It's your uncle. It's your brother. Frankly, it could be you. And so as we see these cancer rates going up in the province in younger and younger men, uh, it becomes really, really important to start getting baseline testing done. So, you know, getting a PSA screen, which is just a blood test done starting at age 40. Uh, Now, you mentioned starting at age 40, but I know a lot of this has kind of been, well, it's happening maybe a little bit earlier to a lot of people. Like, what are some other things apart from the blood test that 
are resources available to people to go get tested, learn more, and, and maybe get involved more perhaps too? Sure. I mean, you know, this is a, an organization that's 100% funded by the community. We don't get government dollars. We're not part of AHS, uh, but we do work with every urologist in the city, and that's what makes us unique. Uh, everything from the man van, which is out there in the community, raising awareness about men's health, and not just thinking about prostate cancer, thinking about men's mental health. You know, mm. it's, it's a huge, uh, it's a devastating blow to hear that you have prostate cancer for men, right? It really comes down mm -hmm. to, am I going to lose my manhood or not, right? So having those wraparound services where we take care of people coming into the clinic, we've got rapid access clinics, which means you don't have to wait for four to five months to see a urologist. You come to the man van, we note you have a high PSA. Within two weeks, you can be in and seeing us. And so that's, wow. it's incredibly important to get people into the system quickly. Uh, from there, we, we deal with, you know, many types of, is it going to be surgery? Is it going to be active surveillance? Which means maybe we don't have to do an invasive surgery. Mm -hmm. Lots of different options. And then taking care of people post-surgery. What does that mean? It, it's really about that mental health component, working with couples together to make sure that, uh, you know, you live a happy and functional life going forward. Now, very, very eye-opening. I had no idea where those Movember funds went. Uh, but you're right. Keep it local. Uh, make sure you can donate. Uh, prostate Center, prostatecancercenter.ca, where 100% of the funds are donated to Alberta men, helping out Alberta men. Do we have any events coming up that we that you guys are raising money for? Because like you mentioned, this is something where you kind of got to work to get those funds yourself. Yeah, I mean, we're constantly running events. On the 25th, we've got the uh, Cowboys Blue Ball, which yes. is a comedy festival coming up, which is, you know, should be a good time. What's that? No, I know. Go ahead. Or, no, it's just me being very immature. Come on. Yeah, I know. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fit in. I fit in that. very well at this organization <laughs> with these jokes. So, you know, like, Sorry. there's there's many times in serious <laughs> conversations with doctors that I'm yeah. like, Hee -he -he -he. <laughs> I got to run away, right? So, you know, I, I get it all. And then uh, in January, we've got the big ball coming up, which is really uh, an event that has now raised us over nine million dollars over the years. So, yep. I mean, it's incredibly important. Like, you look at tournaments like Predator and Remington, you know, to date, these groups have raised us over $7 million each. Uh, you know, in the last sort of 15 years, we've raised over $60 million from the community. So it's incredibly important. We keep raising money. We keep focus on men's health. And, and you know, we, we keep this organization moving forward. Uh, Jeff Davidson, CEO of the Calgary Prostate Centre, former Calgary City Councillor, joining us here on The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. I have to ask you about the arena. And yeah, being, you can't have me in and not. Oh, uh, yeah. Be, uh, being a guy who's uh, moved here recently from Ontario. And we are sorry to hear that. What do you mean you're sorry to hear that? Why? Well, no, Alberta's no beautiful. Reason. Calgary's beautiful. We're happy to have you. Thank you. We are. Yeah. Um, we are. So, um, being I'm a guy like, I'm I know there's. I'm to go home. I know, yeah, I'm going home for a week. Uh, we know that uh, the dome <laughs> has a lot of character. A lot of people have, uh, they're attached to the dome, mm, but mm. it's not a world class facility. Uh, it needs to be blown up we need a better arena here and yeah. how surprised are you that we're still talking about this when that city of people who wear sweatpants and dress shoes three <laughs> hours north of here have a brand spanking new beautiful spaceship looking arena and yet fans still have to go down to the dome and watch some of these games it you know you go back to a year ago when sort of this thing fell apart um i think people forget that this was a signed deal Right. We had a deal to build a new facility. And when the deal got canceled, we were within two and a half weeks of breaking ground. Oh That's how goodness. close it was. Right. And, and so when we talk about a new facility and we need a new facility and we have all these things coming, it, we've been there, done that. 
right? And so there's a lot of challenges going forward with how we're going to do it. I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, the dome is the best and worst thing about that place is the design, right? Because mm-hmm. it was iconic at the time. It, it really stood out. Yeah. However, uh, functionally, it doesn't really work anymore. There's nothing you can do to expand it. There's nothing you can do to really renovate it. I mean, the roof alone is, is a big, big problem, right? And it's, yeah. it's probably a multi-hundred million dollar problem. Right, so you're you're really in a position where you have to think about what can we invest in going forward that mm-hmm. gives us a better opportunity, a better facility, uh, allows us to bring in those big concerts. Because I mean, it's not just about sports; it's about right. what is the overall programming that you can use these facilities for. Um, there's some big challenges there. Uh, and and again, it's it's a great place to actually watch a game with the sight lines and how you're sitting in in, in the stands. There's really mm-hmm. not a bad spot yeah. in that entire arena. But you're right; it's about the other events coming into the city. Um, where are you at with uh, people I'm sure will text in? This is a take a lot of people have. Mm. Why should any of my taxpayer money go towards a new arena in Calgary? Well, going forward, I don't know. I can tell you in the previous deal, uh, it was an investment. And within the first seven years, we got our taxpayer money back. That's what I kept telling people is that if we make the investment with the team, we'll get all of our money back. We'll mm. get that rev share. And it's not just about, you know, putting a new facility in the middle of a parking lot. It's really about building a district. The district is what creates tax base. The district is what allows us to make more money as a city and then, you know, talk about how we can lessen your tax load going forward because we do have these new districts that are bringing those dollar values up. I know that you worked very hard to get the first one across the finish line. What is your faith that this we'll get across the finish line eventually with the third party involved and everything that we're hearing lately. Um, You know, as I always say, I'm cautiously optimistic, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the person out there to be the naysayer because it's not your deal anymore or whatever, right? I think I go back to, it's still a good thing for the city. It's still a need for the city and it still helps transform a part of downtown that is currently home to the world's most least impressive parking lots, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, those are all good things. The challenge going forward is how do you trust your partner? Right. When you've had a signed deal on the table, ready to commit, ready to fund, ready to build, and somebody pulls the rug out from underneath it, um, how do you ever trust that they won't do that again? Mm-hmm. And, and that is the biggest problem in this new facility. Um, we know right now the same facility is going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars more yeah. uh, just by way of procurement dollars. That they're going, it's going to cost more. Um, but as a city, we have to think about, are we prepared to still sort of you know, uplift an entire district, and is this a good thing for us, or, you know, do we want to go back to the drawing board yet again? Uh, do fans not realize that uh, the team could be in jeopardy if you eventually don't build a new arena? Well, I don't think they do, um, and and I don't know that that is or isn't part of the real conversation. I think, you know, you just have to, to put your business hat on for a second and say, you know, there's lots of other opportunity out there, right? Um, there's lots of people willing to bring a team in. There's lots of uh, economic uplift for a city that doesn't have a team. Um, you know, there, there, there's lots of different things you could look at. I, but I mean, people would, it would, we'd be remiss to not think that that could happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I know a lot of uh, teams and a lot of governments use that as posturing to say, hey, oh no, we'll mm-hmm. move the team to here. Mm-hmm. But eventually, like, it just makes no financial sense yeah. for the Flames to continue to play at the dome. Like, it, it's great. People love it. That's fine. But all those revenue streams that all these other teams are generating, the Flames are missing out on. And eventually, like when costs go up, because obviously I know there's a hard cap in the league and Gary loves that because it keeps the cost down, especially and keeps the franchise values up because you mm-hmm. know about the cost certainty. Mm-hmm. But eventually, like 
you just have to build a new arena to keep the team viable. Well, and it comes down to selling tickets, right? You look at a place like Calgary where, you know, how many people really can buy a ticket or go to a concert or use the facility? On average, you're looking at about, in a city of 1.4 million people, probably a couple hundred thousand people, right? Mm -hmm. You look at some of the major cities down in the U.S., like take Houston, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. You've got a caption area of probably 2 million people. Right. So when you think about it's not just about the games people are going to, but it's the merchandising, you know, it's the opportunities that create um, a lot of these teams where the value is, is managing the facility itself. So they're right. getting rev share out of the concerts, things like that. Right. So lots of things to consider there. Um, and again, like the big Taylor Swift news, like people can't get tickets. Imagine if Taylor Swift was coming to Calgary. Yeah. What that would mean to the city. Yeah. I know like it's just not about the hockey team, but it's about the big time concerts that would eventually come. To Populations here. Like, yeah. Why? Why doesn't she come here? It's because of the building. That's yeah. right. One point three million people. Uh, we should have somebody like T Swift here. And I all think. The I think she could sell out a building in Calgary. Yeah. It would I'm going to argue that she could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'll take you, Maddie. If uh, Taylor Swift eventually really? comes to Calgary, you'll take me. I'll take you. To uh to do it. You're you're shaking your head. No, no, I look, I agree. I think you know there's a lot of artists out there that yeah. uh, you will can come sell too, out Jeff. a new facility. I would happy I'd yeah. be happy to go to We'll be all Swifties. Um yeah. Jeff Davidson, CEO of the Calgary Prostate Center. Uh all the hundred hundred percent of the funds uh donated help men in Alberta. Go to prostatecancercenter.ca to make your donations. Uh, the goal is to raise two hundred thousand dollars. They're currently just over one hundred and forty thousand. Uh, Jeff, great stuff. Thanks for the chat and thanks for uh, opening up our eyes about how uh, get tested. Um, be careful about what's going on out there because this disease is hitting uh, younger men. And I'm glad that your organization is helping men in Alberta. Thanks for this this morning. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. All right, straight ahead. Uh, we'll talk about the Flames' loss last night in Tampa Bay. And our man Tommy Wielden Jr. will join us in studio, talk some World Cup. It's all straight ahead. One more hour to go. Big show, Ruskin Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.